0: And just on that, what would your advice be then if there was a brand listening in right now, Mm -hmm. what should they do immediately? What should they stop?
1: So what they should do is they should talk about what people want to hear and they should stop saying what they want to say. Hi.
2: My name is Garth Monty. And my name is Adrian Cheshelski. You're listening to the Behind the Handle podcast. The podcast
0: that investigates the people behind social media handles. We want to know who the people are who run social media accounts around the world. And we want to bring these conversations to you.
2: We'll also be taking a deep dive into popular online communities to find out what attracts so many people to them. We're so excited for you to join us on this epic journey.
0: So sit back, relax, and let's find out who's behind the handle.
2: Hello everyone and uh, welcome back to the Behind the Handle podcast and I know I've I think I say it in every single episode that this is a special one. They're but, all special. Uh, they're all special, but yeah. this is uh, this is the episode for me at the moment because it's kind of like a, a bit of a crush. I think if you saw Garth right now, he's like a kid in front of a huge <laughs> toy store and he can have anything <laughs> he wants. Um, uh, it, it holds a very special place in my heart because um, maybe not the guest himself, but the, the, the brand that we, uh, we're talking about, but... Uh, it's um it's 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 pretty much the inspiration to this podcast it was something that uh i've showcased in my previous line of work and i i still showcase to this day and if i'm ever talking about twitter i'm only talking about one particular brand and um it's uh i have no doubt the probably the best brand in the world in terms of the type of messages that they use and the the commentary and the comedy itself and uh before i go into any more love notes here let me introduce uh john thornton all the way from from london welcome dude hey hey thanks for having me yeah man it, it's awesome and uh, you actually our first guest that's not in uh in africa so hmm. this oh, is wow. uh that's yeah w- what an
1: honor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i did i did ask if they'd fly me out and they uh they said no
2: but uh yeah it it honestly is i mean i know that you are um you're not necessarily the brand because today we're talking about innocent smoothies um and the greater company innocent drinks and it's um you the person who i'm not going to get into you'll do your introduction but you're the person who is the the actual magic maker for them on social media and um The reason why we invited John onto the show is that um, this is the type of person who can give you insight into how they run their social media accounts um, from a business that in in all honesty is probably not going to be seen as big as you know like a, a big bank or a Nike but in terms of their presence on social media is far better and far greater so let me give a little introduction into Innocent Drinks. Um, so Innocent Drinks was uh, founded by three Cambridge University graduates. And um, they the three friends were from the same university. And in 1998, after spending six months working on smoothie recipes and 500 quid on fruit, the trio sold their drinks from a stall at a music festival in London. People were then asked to put the empty bottles in a yes or no bin. That is actually a really savage and great idea so if anyone's <laughs> listening um and uh depending on what whether they um thought the the three should quit their jobs to make smoothies so at the end of the festival the yes bin was full with only three cups in the no bin so they went uh to their work the next day and resigned after quitting their jobs the three struggled to find investment but eventually had a lucky break when someone decided to invest and i'm sure to this day he's lucky that he'll yeah, he made the the right investment mm. and in total in total it took uh 15 months from the initial idea to taking the product to to the market and uh i guess the as they say the rest is history so john is there is there anything that we missed out i know that's the wikipedia uh intro but uh is there something that we're missing that you know did you write that intro john uh,
0: <laughs> on wikipedia <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it sounds like you nailed it um one one fact i really like uh from early when they started when they first got into um a major supermarket to sort of make sure that supermarket bought more of them they went and bought a lot of their own drinks uh so it looked like they were selling really well
0: oh wow that's what that's what rappers do with their own albums back <laughs> in the day when they're still <laughs> printing albums out
1: yeah uh, cheeky they yeah, uh, yeah they knew how to how to do things
2: yeah but clearly they they did it um they did it right so and then john this is about yeah. you uh you, you're the, you're the like i mentioned you're the magic maker and uh so if you can uh give the listeners a little bit of a background of your of yourself uh maybe where you studied where you came from how you became a writer or copywriter um and then to kind of like split it up you know who's john at innocent smoothies and uh who's john outside
1: yeah um so i studied script writing at university so like film and tv um So because essentially I, I've never really liked doing work and I just like writing silly things. Um, and so rather than doing English degree, I found a degree where I could just write silly things. Uh, and then after uni it turns, it turns out a a degree in writing silly things doesn't, doesn't get you many jobs. Um, so I worked part time in shops for about 18 months and then I got a job, um, with a little e-commerce selling hair and beauty products. And so I was like their uh, content producer in theory. But in practice, I I mostly wrote product descriptions for their website. So I wrote about 5,000 product descriptions, uh, mostly for like bottles of shampoo and conditioning. Uh, So I can spell Schwarzkopf like correctly every time. Um, (laughs) And then, and like I did their social media, uh, I wrote their emails, sort of did a lot of their marketing line, like their copy. And then, I somehow persuaded innocent smoothies that they should hire me and uh, let me help on their social media. Uh, to this day, I'm not quite sure how I managed that, but here I am.
2: Was there was there any kind of like special uh, writing test, considering that, um, you know, the I guess the the tone and approach is is all comedic. Was mm. did you have to do something as like a, a test, or um, how many interviews were you involved in for the actual job itself?
1: Yeah. So the, the innocent hiring process is pretty grueling, um, for the application, I had to write some sample tweets. Um, for my first interview, I had to write a web newsletter, um, which is like a hundred words and it's very like innocent tone of voice. Um, and then in my second interview, they set me some challenges there and then, Some of which was writing, again, like content. Some of it was writing replies to drinkers, so people on Twitter, both like fun replies to people who wanted a good chat and replies to people who had sort of customer service issues.
2: Okay, cool. Well, uh, we, uh, we're going to get into the, the kind of the the first main segments and one that we repeat in every episode. So Adrian, uh, Adrian, take it away.
0: Yeah, so we want to look at the first post on social media from the account. And the first one we have, I wonder if you know what it is, but the first one was on the 31st of March of 2008. It has two favorites or two likes, depending on how you see it, and one <laughs> reply. And it was, setting up an Innocent AGM Twitter account, which is quite interesting because I I don't think Innocent had the intention of making this a social account. (laughs) But then shortly after that, you have checking that it works on our website. A reply after that is updating our blog with some pictures of people coming to the AGM. (laughs) So obviously (laughs) this is on 2nd of April, three days, like two days afterwards. And now we have people coming to the AGM. The second, the next tweet, the fourth one is having another meeting about the AGM. The to-do list is growing rapidly. And (laughs) this is quite interesting because the the demeanor and the tone of the account is quite similar to today. It's quite raw. It's quite, you know, front facing. It's dry. You know, and then we have shortly after that, we have the uh, the fifth tweet, which is the 7th of April, talking to the good folk at Howie's about getting some AGM t-shirts printed. That one I love. You know, but it's interesting. I love that one. Because if you look at the tweets <laughs> that come in, it's like Barry has entered the building. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, from your, from your perspective, from where you're sitting, and obviously you've come in a long time after 2008, what do you think of the first tweets? Are they in line with the brand's tone and demeanor as you see it now? Or <laughs> is this something that you would never do or consider? And
1: thankful that you've come so far. It's um, <laughs> kind of a mixed bag. I was, I was kind of scared about what they would, those first tweets would be. <laughs> um they're sort of better and worse than i was hoping um because i I have seen some ancient tweets there's some things we used to do which we would never do nowadays um i guess that we wouldn't we wouldn't talk about such um i guess like trivial stuff now um as in like oh we're talking to a company about sorting out t-shirts but i think yeah like you say the kind of raw the kind of live element I mean, not, we now it's sort all of got have. to
0: do with Wednesday Wisdoms and Throwback Thursdays, things that are more of savvy.
1: Yeah, a little bit of that, and um, we still we still try and keep the kind of we call it inside Fruit Towers. So our office is called Fruit Towers, uh, <laughs> which started as a joke because it was like when it was a tiny little shed, essentially it was funny corner Towers. Now it's actually a fairly sizable office, um, but the name still works. Um, yeah so we still try and talk about like sort of what's going on in and around the office we more do it through like instagram where people can see it um as opposed to twitter um
0: so that that's very interesting because on instagram your first gram was on the 28th of april 2011 so three years after the, the twitter account was opened and it was a picture of grass and the comment is, FT3, day one, brand new grass floors.
1: Okay, that must have been that must have been the new office. Because, yeah, we've had three different offices. So, yeah. so FT3 maybe we'll, maybe we'll, is through
0: towers then?
1: Yeah, that'll be the third one. And we have, um, like the millennial company that we are, we have uh, fake grass everywhere. <laughs> yeah and this post um, was
2: quality because i had a black border placed around it too yeah this like is like old class. instagram and even a bit of a vignette uh, going on <laughs> oh,
1: does it have any filters on it
2: uh po- it, it, it's got it's got it's got that uh out of focus approach on the the top and bottom of the picture as well mm. so it's really focused in oh on yeah, the, yeah on the fake that grass
1: vignettes or something used yeah to call so seven,
2: yeah. 17 likes three comments
0: I mean, that's... Uh... It's quite quality. And I mean, you've obviously <laughs> mentioned the mean of the Twitter account. Does the Instagram account have more sort of a more of a serious approach or is it just as candid? And I mean, is this yeah. supposed to you would expect from Innocent uh, eight years ago?
1: Yeah, I think that one actually sounds... Uh, we've not come that far from that. That's much more...
2: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty close to what we still do. Our uh, I mean, Instagram is quite funny in that um, whilst our Twitter... You know, it can kind of feel like an employee just messing around on Twitter when they're meant to be working. Uh, and it sort of is. But the the employee who set up our Twitter and just messed around, he was too busy messing around. So he had to give Instagram to a second person to mess around. So it was like a, a, an even more sub level of just messing around. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's still very much like, oh, what's going on in and around the office. We've um, last year we didn't have a graphic designer in our team. Uh, we had like a vacancy for about six months, so the the visual quality kind of dipped as it was me struggling with a camera. Uh, but now we've got um, we've got James who's great with a camera, so it's it's a bit shinier now than it sometimes. But it's still sort of raw and what's going on and just kind of in the moment kind of post.
2: But uh, you know, John. I guess we we don't want to. We're not here to focus on those those tweets. Uh, Eleven years ago, we really kind of like. Mm. And I think um, you you've been there for like a a year and seven months now, right?
1: Yeah, like a, yeah, a year and a half or so.
2: Okay. Okay. So, I guess. Um. And one of the main reasons why I became such a fan, I think it it actually it all started when I saw Penguin Awareness Day. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, it could have been in 2016 or 2017, but um, that was one that I, I wasn't even aware of that particular day. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of other people were until you guys tweeted about it. And it became, I, I, I still believe to this day, like a worldwide phenomenon in terms of social media approach, especially that we're so used to seeing brands tweeting um, or just posting in general about their product, buy our product um where you guys are kind of the the anti that where you go don't buy our smoothies but buy our smoothies and what that has done is seen you guys um be kind of like put onto so many different websites from BuzzFeed um you know rankings of like the top 10 Twitter uh, accounts in the world from the last few years in fact and i know that Twitter actually nominated you guys i think it was in 2016 as one of the top 10 accounts in the world and really I mean that approach goes to exactly what I was saying you know focusing on arbitrary things things that people are talking about and in general just having like a really kind of calm and and comedic approach so um, is that is that something that when you started um, they kind of instilled into you or was it kind of you were aware of it and you were able to kind of
1: try something a little bit new? Um, I think it's a sort of mix. It's we don't have any sort of hard and fast rules, there's not very much written down. Um but it is kind of yeah, we, we go we set out to talk about things people are talking about and you know people aren't talking about smoothies very much, so we don't talk about smoothies very much. Um we try That's and <laughs> Yeah, we talk about sort of what's going on, which is often for weather. Um or you know, funny news stories, um, what's on TV, things like that. And yeah, it's, it probably has slowly ch- shifted between me and like the person who used to do it. Um, but it's still, it's still pretty similar, I would say.
2: Yeah, I mean, I actually put down as the top three things. I said the weather, Penguin Awareness Day. And um, because obviously everyone, this is audio and you can't see any posts, I'll post it from our Twitter account the exact post that i'm referring to but um going all the way back to when periscope was still a thing it is still around but when it got launched i know that innocent kind of uh lunged at the at the opportunity to actually use it and um there were there were two particular posts there was one there was an april fools day one done where uh cookies or biscuits were filled with tooth- toothpaste instead oh, yeah. and a phone was was put up waiting for someone to eat it <laughs> And then my absolute favorite, um, which from what I remember when I tuned in, there were a couple thousand people watching. A honey melon was placed in a fruit bowl. And the the caption was uh actually I have the I have the tweet open here. The caption was There's a honeydew melon standing on a table in fruit towers. Nobody knows why. Hashtag melon watch. And I remember that so much now because Melon Watch actually started to trend in South Africa because everyone was like, you know, why is this brand tweeting about, you know, or having a video around a melon in a bowl? And I honestly believe that there is no better approach than almost confusing people and getting them kind of uh, intrigued as to what's going on. So those were, yeah, I mean, I... I think that's when I, I got that the, the fan juices flowing there because uh I fell in love with the the Twitter accounts when I saw those and uh it was uh, it was it was
1: really great. Oh, I haven't even heard of that Melon one. Oh, that's great. Um yeah, I think like you say, it's I think it's not so much nowadays that people are like, Oh, why is this account tweeting about that? I feel like most people, even if they're not followers and even if they're not fans of it, most people kind of know the deal so not just with us, but with kind of wider social media in general, most brands, certainly the better accounts don't talk about their products too much and talk about other stuff. But I think, yeah, definitely back in the day, it was like, it was like you say, people would be like, whoa, why is this company doing this? And yeah, people love that. It's, you still see it every now and then, you'll see like a, like a, a police department Twitter account go viral because they'll, they'll just do something like vaguely funny. And people are like, oh, yeah. wow, the police are having a joke.
2: But I mean, that, that's also, I think, um, the British humor is probably a little bit more effective than any South African yeah. humor because we just don't really have that. Definitely more sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. <you know, laughs> um, and, and our brands are too scared to do anything here. Mm. They're very few. In fact, there are maybe, actually there they are none like innocent on, on Twitter. I think there are a few who try and uh, kind of copy it and they try and look at that approach as uh how can we almost replicate it and mm. it doesn't really come off as authentic but uh it, it's um probably and and still recognized um no matter which field you look at uh it, it's it's still the probably the best um smoothie account in the world on twitter
1: well, I ser- we- certainly hope it's I certainly hope so okay
2: good you stand with me on that yeah Yeah, i I don't
0: yeah i I think it's a great feat so i want to i want to ask you a question about an article i read recently there's Mm -hmm. a lot of tweet you get a lot of inspiration for your tweets on the way to work what does your daily routine like from when you get up to when you go to bed is there a secret sauce you apply you know to your fingers to get the inspiration do you (laughs) have a certain task list that you need to achieve um or is it or is it very is it the dream millennial job where you just get a phone and a bean bag and some smoothies to drink and off you go let us know like what 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 does that look like
1: um so i guess like a, a good day um i'll wake up um yeah normally on my like my training i'll be checking what's trending the trouble is because i get up quite early um when i first check it's normally still trends left over from like america last night so it's just like for some reason it's always about wwe wrestlers um <laughs> always yeah and so there's, there's not really much to say about that. i don't think our followers care much about wrestling um but then ideally there'd be something good like um like there was national biscuit day like a month ago um it's so like the dreams like because like, sometimes we'll plan a tweet or sometimes i'll have a vague idea or it'll have been raining for like three days and i'll have lots of ideas to say about the rain kind of my favorite ones are when i wake up i don't know what i'm going to say um then i see something trending or i get some inspiration uh and i i just fire a tweet out and it does it st- does really well and people start talking so like the, the biscuit one for instance um it was national biscuit day and i said oh here's what your favorite biscuit says about you uh and i sort of tweeted like five different biscuits um <laughs> with with descriptions about what your personality was and then like instantly like 20 people were like what about this biscuit what about that biscuit so i spent most of that morning writing what different biscuits said about you um (laughs) and like you know just shoving all my other work to one side and just spending a whole morning talking about biscuits um they're kind of like the yeah they're they're the the really good days like there was one where I, i saw a dog on the train so i just tweeted a picture of that dog on the train like hashtag dog on a train and then everyone started sending pictures of our dogs yeah on that trains. was
2: a that was a winner post yeah you got, you got you got a serious amount of replies on that
1: yeah dogs uh dogs are dogs always go down well uh,
2: so
0: i mean this is what you do during the morning during the afternoon do you have perhaps you know do you go to gym do you work out do you have a special sort of meal plan kit I'm curious to know more about how this looks because obviously in the morning with the trends, but mm-hmm. how does your day end? Do you, are you do you have a lover that you see? Tell us more. <laughs> I'm curious, man. Because, I mean, imagine like if you have a... I'm sure... As, that was
2: basically a, a Facebook invite. That right was there. basically, yeah. But yeah. see, like
0: as candid as you are, you know, can can someone handle that? It's like, like, imagine being dating Ricky Gervais. I just don't know. <laughs> so, I'd love to know how that looks like.
1: Um, So in like the afternoons at work, I'll probably pick up for stuff I've pushed to one side to talk about biscuits or whatever that is. Um, and then <laughs> no, at the moment I'm single um, in case either of you are interested. Um, there, but I'll go home uh, and hang out with my flatmates for like two of my friends from uni. Um, and we'll just sort of watch trashy reality TV or something or um in my spare time i do do a bit of writing and a bit of stand-up comedy so i might go do some of that um
2: oh rad yeah so that's probably that's probably why innocent picked you then yeah um i wasn't doing it
1: yeah i wasn't doing it so much when i was applying for innocent but i had um when i was a student i took a couple of shows to the edinburgh fringe um so i had them on my cv um so they probably did help swing it
2: okay what it, what is um considering that innocent i mean is most effective on on twitter what mm-hmm. is your there could be one or many, but uh the favorite aspect of twitter for you like what is it that really makes this um handle so effective
1: um I think a big part of it is like the people who use it so both from like my personal point of view and uh like using innocent social media the people who the things people tweet are so like imaginative and funny. Um, whereas on Facebook it's much more sort of day to day and now it's just like sharing videos. And on Instagram it's very like shiny. Um and sort of the best moment. Whereas Twitter's like stream of consciousness is kind of it's much more raw. Um I guess a feature I really like is how Sort of everything everything gets kind of the same level. It's not like on on Facebook and Instagram, the comments you know they're much smaller than the main post they they're not seen as equal, whereas on Twitter, every tweet is like the same size, it appears in the same format, everything's sort of equal, so like we do a lot of retweeting conversations from our drinkers and they all appear like as equal in that thread. Um and it's yeah, I think it's the best one for I think it's a, in a weird way, even though it's the most it's obviously it's got a character limit, it's the best one for conversation nowadays. Um and it's the best one for showing that conversation. And making kind of a lot of our best content isn't actually the initial tweet, it's the conversation that comes from our tweet if that makes sense. And that's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Twitter is by far the best platform for doing that.
0: So tell us, I mean, you've obviously mentioned the limits and things. Is there a step that's too far for innocent on social media? So, oh, I yeah. mean, you can use social media days to ride on... Uh, you can use those days to ride things on and memes. Um, but for example, what can you not do and what shouldn't you do as a brand?
1: So we're never mean about anyone um even sort of sort of publicly vilified people so like um i won't name names because that would be mean um but kind of you know sort of celebrities that everyone um kind of dislikes both sort of people were still not mean to them um we don't get involved in politics uh, or any kind of too divisive a topic um we take like a neutral stance on that sort of thing um, but yeah, other than that, there's not that much that's off it.
0: so you you could you could use social movements for example, if you wanted to, and would
1: you mm, I guess we'd pro- we'd likely class that as too political it depends like um We do often celebrate like LGBT news and things like that sort of um, widely accepted, like good. We call it good stuff happening in the news alert or the world alert, world alert, good stuff happening in the world alert. Um, So whether that's like human rights like LGBT or um, environmental good things and stuff like that.
2: John, I'm actually very curious about this. Um we we've spoken about the tone and the fact that uh you have to have this kind of comedic approach and if it's about biscuits and it's about weather. You are never really talking about smoothies and you're never really kind of pushing it to to your uh, your listeners. You're really out there as a like kind of a, a pull approach. Is there a particular strategy that your marketing team has used as an approach to actually sell more smoothies is that is that something that you're even able to track based on what you guys are doing from an organic approach
1: yeah so we've we've always had a hunch that what we were doing was the right thing and you know built brand love and that would sort of long term translate to more smoothie sales but actually we did some i say we much more cleverer marketing people did some work last year where they took. Um, it took basically all our marketing activity for the last three years and laid it over sort of all our sales figures for the last three years. And as part of that, I had to go back through three years of social media data and break it down week by week into how many likes and retweets and shares and comments and all that stuff we got. Yeah, it was, it was quite the two days. Um, But it turns out that, yeah, our, we actually have a graph now to prove that uh, good days on social media do involve more smoothie sales.
0: Interesting. That that is that is very interesting, and I mean since, yeah, since the marketing keeping world, me in a job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the, the whole marketing world right now is so focused on performance that I think sometimes they they miss these important metrics, for example retweets and likes, and comments and engagements and shareability. You know, and I think what you've done is really good and incredible because I'm not I'm not I don't think many people are looking that deeply. Or if they are, they're keeping it a secret at least. Um and just on that, what would your advice be then if there was a brand listening in right now? Mm-hmm. What should they do immediately and what should they stop?
1: So what they should do is they should talk about what people want to hear and they should stop saying what they want to say. If that makes sense, I think there's a difference between sort of the product messages a company has and what people actually want to hear. So like, um, if you're a bank, you probably want to talk about your sort of one point five percent APR rate or something like that. Whereas if you're a normal day to day person on Twitter like you've not gone on Twitter to hear about an APR rate. You've hmm. gone on Twitter to like look at pictures of cats and stuff like that. Um so it's about giving people something they want to see. So if, again, going back to a bank, you don't want to see sort of interest figures and in small print, but actually you might want to see like, um, you know, like financial advice, like things like simple, human, how to save money, yeah. uh, advice for buying a house and things like that. So it's about finding... Would
2: you, would you want to see your, your bank that you bank with posting memes?
1: Mm, probably <laughs> not my bank, no. Yeah, it'd be um, weird, huh? Yeah, there was there was that Bank in America a few a few weeks ago which tried.
2: Yeah, I remember, and yeah, they, up, they upset everyone. Uh, it was something to yeah. do about uh, something to do with a, a job, or something like that. And
1: it was, uh, I think it was to do with like a uh, saving money, wasn't it? It was going oh, back to the yeah. whole like right. millennials buy avocados and that's why they can't buy houses
0: (laughs) i I must i must interject that because there's an incredible brand in kenya called kcb bank Mm -hmm. and they use memes and uh, gifs or gifs um all the time right so their logo is a lion and the mayor had put up a lion statues in a cul-de-sac and they challenged the mayor on those lines and said and they they disappeared overnight that was happened and they Mm -hmm. basically said that we are the real pride you know and lots of brands jumped on that and like fought with them saying who has the real pride so i i don't think it's i don't think it's off limits i think it's contextual and it's how you design your brand voice i think that's very yeah. important because innocent can get away with anything because you know they they've got that voice behind them
2: yeah you've been doing it since 2008
1: <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah i think i think that's a great point i think um i think consistency is a big part of it if if you yeah if 99 out of 100 of your tweets from a bank are incredibly boring dry stuff and then one out of a 100 is something completely off the wall on the one hand that might like people might be like oh wow that's cool they've done something different but it also might not feel very authentic and kind of um feel out of place like there was a a restaurant here a few weeks ago who got in trouble for taking a mick out of a football club um and it just felt out of place because like they're not the sort of people who just bash other brands and it's like what are you what are you playing at?
0: Yeah, and I mean <laughs> yeah, we, that's not the right way to go about it. I'm I'm also curious to ask, so we're seeing a lot of brands are doing exactly what Innocent has been doing. And um my my prediction is that many of these big brands are gonna start imitating that strategy from a from a sort of um copy point of view. Mm-hmm. Are you are you seeing this or am I just daydreaming? And um do you think there's competition? for you seeing that these brands uh, even though they might be late to the party um when they're coming online do you see any competition to that
1: uh yeah i think you spot on i think there's especially like american fast food um some of them have like great social media accounts burger king and wendy's and denny's and things like that um and in the uk there's people like yorkshire tea and gregs who are like a a high street bakery, and there's a TV channel called Dave. They've all got great social media. I feel like, personally, I feel like they what they all do is different enough to what we do. It's it's not exactly competition. um It's just sort of like it's good to see other brands doing good stuff. It gives you ideas.
2: But you uh, guys are are you are you still the biggest smoothie brand in the UK?
1: Oh yeah, we're the biggest smoothie brand um by far whether we're in terms of sort of fun having social media accounts i don't quite know where we stack up uh but smoothies are oh we're top
2: okay if uh if i had to say to you choose one meme now and you had to tweet it out which meme would you would you use
1: um so i'd make a lot of work for myself but like two days ago did you see this um choose your own adventure thread for being beyonce's assistant
2: yeah with beyonce
1: yeah yeah it was like um it was, i don't know how it well i don't know how they made it but i don't know how they found the time and energy to do it uh but they made a whole <laughs> choose your own adventure from threading different tweet threads together yeah that uh, would take
2: a long time because you would actually have to reverse tweet
1: yeah exactly yeah um
2: Okay, well, Fish. the challenge is out there for you, John, so um, <laughs> yeah, my I, expectations are high now. <laughs> yeah, if I find a
1: clear, a, a whole clear week, maybe I'll... Uh...
0: <laughs> you, could, you could definitely do them as dark tweets, though. Yeah. So promote it only on the back end and then um, make them public at the end. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. We're going we're gonna to test <laughs> you out here. Uh, you're on this podcast. You've been here for a bit now. What would you tweet about this podcast if you were on the Innocent account?
1: what would i what would i say about this podcast yeah right now um 30 seconds be,
0: be i'd nuts. probably say <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i'd probably say something about how um two people wanted to interview us uh and thankfully it's a podcast because we don't have a face for tv
0: <laughs> nice. nice yeah okay i, I like that one <laughs> retweet <laughs> and
2: john listen th- this is a question which um you know I, I i want i want the honest truth from you okay there's, yep. there's there's no uh there's no lying in this situation is it blue or green
1: <laughs> or a uh, blue drink yeah yeah, yeah that's blue in. yeah
2: Oh dear! They're gonna catch them out there. You know what? It's it, it's uh. Did you guys, Did you? I mean, keep keep to your story, sure. Um, was it? Were you guys inspired by the the blue dress situation from a few years ago? Was it like legit? This is a a unique idea that you guys used to actually drive sales. Wait, is it? It is it is real smoothie though, right?
1: Oh, it's a, it, it's a real drink we made. Um, yeah, we we. So sadly, I I don't get much say in the product development uh, side of things. Uh, they set out to make a blue juice, which they did. Um, we took a picture of it, looking nice and blue, and we tweeted it. And yeah, people came back and told us it it wasn't blue. So I did the, the correct thing and told them it was blue. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, wasn't we <laughs> genuinely we we have always thought it looked blue, so we didn't have any. Any kind of plan? Hold on, you uh, you sound
2: like you're you have a little bit of doubt there. You are you saying that it it could be green?
1: No, i not. I no, it's not green. Okay, <laughs> okay,
2: okay. Well, maybe in in an email, maybe you will confess. But a uh, screenshot, yeah. It's it's apparently green. It's blue. all right,
0: John. So we want to we want. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely blue it's, then. It's green, uh, John. It's we want to end off with uh, a game, and that game is called Two Smoothie it's or. Green not to smoothie. It's blue. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this microphone is too sensitive. <laughs> um, but yeah, too smoothie or not to smoothie, you can't think about it too long and you can't say maybe or not maybe. You just have to say, I'm going to smoothie it, or I'm not going to smoothie it.
1: As in blend it into a smoothie.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, will it smoothie? Will it smoothie? But, uh, yeah. I feel like we need to add some jingles there. <laughs> All
0: right, so... Your first option: to smoothie or not to smoothie? Fish and chips.
1: Not smoothie.
0: Right. Second option: marmite and peanut butter. Smoothie. Third option: truffle pudding.
1: Uh, I don't know what that is.
2: No uh, truffle. Trifle.
1: Sorry, that's Bell- my South African accent coming through. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a mushroom pudding. I'm gonna <laughs> Sorry, that. truffle
0: uh, pudding. <laughs> oh, not smoothie. Fourth option: Sunday roast. Plenty of veg and the smoothie. And the last one is
2: Brexit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we uh, we stay clear clear of politics. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. well, uh,
0: we're going to actually do bricks and banana <laughs> initially. <laughs> okay,
2: we'll stay we'll stay we'll stay out of that one. <laughs> okay, yeah. awesome, but. Uh, yeah, John. Um that's pretty much all from from us today and uh I I really really do appreciate the time that you've taken out to to sit with us today even though we're a uh, a couple thousand miles apart. <laughs> um but I'll make sure to uh make it sound like we're in the same room together and um it's and this, this this comes from a very uh you know honest and and true place. I think what the job that you that you've got is is really amazing. I'm an absolute. I'm actually really jelly. Well, jealous for the non millennials. Um, and uh, if there's ever an opportunity, the job opens up at Innocent in South Africa in Cape Town. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have my email. Let your bosses know, and you'll say um, it's um, I'll happily. Re- <laughs> I'll remotely work as well for you guys. But uh, yeah, um, I I I think what you guys have done and what you're doing is really awesome and if I was ever at a, a social media expo or at an opportunity at a conference to talk about the the best brands in the world, um Innocent would be number one. Oh good thing you can't see me blushing. <laughs> I can I can feel it though. It's definitely yeah. a green one. it's bright red
0: yeah (laughs) so just thanks everyone for listening to our show if you love what you hear and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review and rate us you can subscribe to us on over nine platforms so please smash that subscribe
2: button and yeah from uh, myself and Adrian we'll chat to you
1: very soon I remember there's always someone interesting behind the handle that's the one boom (laughs) (laughs)